and it's coming. Well, don't say why if you want to live long. If they have no use for your song, <clears throat> stay dead. You're dead, not of this world. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Excitement Incorporated. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich the Relentless. We are here to talk about what we do in the shadow. Season 3. This is a spoiler cast where we're going to talk all about that. But first, if you went over to patreon.com slash excitement and can you threw us a couple bucks, well, the show could get a little bit better over time and maybe we'd recoup the costs that we put into it. Which is, yeah, you get what you give. Yeah, it's true. And then when there's more of that, well, we just do more crazier things. You know, We give t- you more if you give us more. We've talked you about the things we're willing to do on this show, and well, it might breach into Laszlo style, uh, a level of sexual anything. I need a copy of the Nabadomicon. <laughs> you do. Uh, again, spoiler cast, everyone. We are just diving right deep, balls deep into balls season three deep. of what we do in the shadows because we haven't been able to talk about it because everything's a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And well, I think this is the most. Mm, I think this is a funny show on television right now. I really do. I got I to gotta tell you, they had me at the last episode, and they're like, excuse me, we're missing three boxes of pornography? <laughs> yeah. In context of what, I forget. They're moving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> last movie. Yeah, exactly. We had three boxes of pornography. Excuse me. There were uh, three boxes of pornography we're missing? <laughs> they would say that. <laughs> um. So let's just go back to the beginning. Um. And the way season three began and the the utter – I mean we can do a play-by-play, sure, but we should probably – if we had a wider view of, of everything that transpired this season, um, I would like to begin at least with one, it's good, it is funny, but has it not been an oddly emotional journey? This season from beginning to end with Laszlo's uh, you know, emotions. There is a lot more – existential dread yes uh, than there was in past seasons it's true laszlo is feeling lonely has issues which kind of makes sense and and it's it's really funny to watch these parallels because this has been guillermo's season (laughs) it's been guillermo's show yes (laughs) you're not wrong but in the way that like we open up the show and I get like I was dying to find out that so at the end of the last episode the they were found out for murdering the Baron and were going to be murdered all of them um, yes. by the entirety of all of the, the uh, vampiric, vampiric council, council of Staten Island <clears throat> and Guillermo couldn't let that happen and uh <laughs> despite hearing hearing Laszlo and Nadja literally not being able to remember his name while he is up in the rafters ready to jump down on the theater stage and he goes full Van Helsing on them and uh murders a lot of vampires lots and lots murders of murders an entire auditorium of vampires <laughs> yes and so we open up with season 3 and Guillermo is in a cage and they're bringing him raw chicken to eat <laughs> i warmed it up for you <laughs> I let it sit out so it would reach room temperature. <laughs> Thanks, Master. Oh, thank you. Colin Robinson and his damn cattle prod. <laughs> I love the Colin Robinson, the closest one to actual humanity. Yes. Has no idea what humans eat. No. And is just okay with them giving Guillermo raw, warm chicken. Yep. 
because uh, they don't know what he eats anyways and then it flips over and i'm like oh no poor guillermo and guillermo's doing his little like and i was laughing because they set up cameras down there yes. <laughs> they set up cameras and i'm like oh my gosh and 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 then they he's doing this thing and he's like well i get a lot of time to read and i'm kind of loving it they leave me alone and it's pretty nice. And then there's this, and he walks over, and he unhinges the gate and opens it and starts choring around the house. Yes. When it comes daylight, he just opens the cage, goes around, does his thing. It's so funny. It's great. It's The whole thing is so, so ridiculously funny. It's ridiculous how loyal he is to them and how much he takes care of them. Yes. Like, their asses could have been grass on several occasions. Yes. Up to this point for multiple reasons. So, like, I find it highly interesting. Um, and it just shows – it makes you like him more. Yeah. Like, not only – and, like, it's not only this, this like, oh, he's so nice moment. But it's also, like, a go you moment. And, and it's – we're beginning to realize, like, they don't really have him on, you know, in the palm of their hands. He kind of has them in oh, the palm yeah. of his, his hands because – He'd easily murder them in the middle of the night if oh. he really wanted to. And what I thought was crazy in this arc is at the very end when he brings that up to Nandor. Yes. And he says, you're only alive because of me. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically, you're only alive because I haven't killed you yet. Yes. Yes. Which was, I thought that was a interesting thing to say. Oh, yeah. When Guillermo gets, when Guillermo snaps, it's just great. That whole fight. That fight was spectacular. Yes. Because they literally beat the shit out of each other at the end. And I don't blame him because Nandor is piecing out. And he's literally like saying, fuck you. And Guillermo's like, what about me? And he's like, what about you? <laughs> and then Nand- what happened? Yeah, Nandor starts insulting Guillermo. Yeah. And that was too much. Yeah. That was too much. I would have beat Nandor's ass too. Yeah. If he, if I had a cut, like that was, oh man, just it, they went, they went places in this season. That's probably the craziest part. Oh yeah. Season one and two were basically, they were pretty safe. They played it safe this season. They went fucking places. Yeah. The first two seasons were just kind of like, well, the first season was just an arc of, you know, establishment. This is where we're at. This is what's going on. Yeah. This is where the Baron is. This is how we take care of the Baron. Yes. And then season two was, okay, this is where Guillermo is. This is what is happening with him. And uh-huh. this, is, mm-hmm. this is where we're at. And now this is where we're going. Yes. It was very much a this is where we're going because the crew is completely torn apart by the end of the season. Yeah. Which is not something I kind of foresaw. You know, I knew they might do some some crazy things, but I did not expect what happened. That's for sure. No. So uh, Guillermo largely just bailing Nandor out while Nandor has his his. Yeah, his existential crisis. Yeah. He tries on multiple occasions to just either fuck off or not be found or go to a. Yeah. (laughs) Go to a convent. (laughs) Nandor is trying everything he can to get out of the current situation because he is now co-lead of the vampire co- the vampiric council and he just doesn't want it he barely wants to be al- he's having his vampiric midlife crisis yeah. this whole season yeah he can't to where he's playing a 
he's playing a slot machine in a casino based on the Big Bang Theory TV show. And this is where he finds out that it is not widely accepted that there's a supreme creator behind everything. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah that. Oh, man. He's like, wait a second. You yes. mean to tell me there's science to explain where the world comes from? And this kind of snaps him. Now, that was an amazing. That was probably one of my most favorite scenes from that episode where they go to the casino. <laughs> and at the beginning of the season, they're like, Sin City, baby. Yeah, where we go? We're going to the craziest place on Earth. Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were for sure going to Vegas. Of course they're not going to Vegas. Of course they're going no. to Atlantic City and thinking yes. it's the craziest place on earth. But yeah, you were right. And then we're talking about the Big Bang Theory. And they had, like Colin is like, you don't know about that? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Cut to them riding all over the hotel walls. <laughs> and like on the other side, Nandor's like, but I thought the world stood on the backs of four elephants and the elephants stood on the back of the turtle. And he's <laughs> like, and <laughs> Nandor says, no. We're just a bunch of physics spinning in space. And Nandor's so depressed after. Isn't it Nandor who says, like, life is a, is meaningless? Like, yep. yeah. Nandor is just, he just like slow turns. Life is meaningless. Yep. <laughs> and that sets his whole thing in motion. It really does. But then, uh, well, everybody has their arc because Nadja is essentially having to run the vampiric council mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and be hindered by Nandor as Nandor's going through this yeah, crisis, of, crisis. Yes. crisis of philosophy, mm-hmm. crisis of faith, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He's going through all these emotional states and Naja's like, we're supposed to run this together. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then Laszlo is just going through so much vampire porn with Colin Robinson. With Colin Robinson, entertaining Colin Robinson. And what I really like about Laszlo's story as well is like at the beginning when they're trying to decide who's going to sit on the throne, like, and, and, uh, who's, who, which character is the one played by Kristen Shaw? Who is the receiver lady, the organizer oh. administrator? What is I'm name? about to find her because we should know this because she was there the whole time. I don't think she legitimately has a name though. You know, like I don't think um, so. I think she was ooh, just the... she was promoted to like a regular, oh. recurring. Here we go, Christian Shaw as the guide. The guide. The guide. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Fucking guide. <laughs> when she <laughs> pops up and scares him, although we're getting it to her. But when um the the. Oh, yeah, the guy's asking who all wants to sit on the throne. And she starts with, she's like, Laszlo, are you interested? He says, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> he just he could not give two shits about no. all of that. And it's so true to his character, which is really interesting in terms of the, the, the spin he takes to the end of the season. Yeah. Into a role of fatherhood, which is not the direction you know or place we expected him to land but no. then again we didn't expect uh what happened in episode nine at all but uh <laughs> so they're fighting over the throne and moving it around and what i think was probably my most like one of the coolest episodes is hands down guillermo <laughs> Taking the Vampire Council throne <laughs> with Nandor and Nadja at his side. He straight little fingers them. Oh, yeah. He straight little fingers them, and I am here for it. 
Oh, the guide is just like, get him out. Why is he not in his room? <laughs> Guillermo's supposed to be kept in a room. Yes. In the Vampire Council. Yes, he And is. he keeps going through the ductwork and escaping the room. Yep. Or being set free or whatever. Yeah. So more than anything, we just keep coming around to like Guillermo. It's definitely his season. What do you think, though, about the the large hinting at like Nandor and Guillermo having a romantic relationship? Because I feel like they were heavily hinting at a romantic relationship, and it makes me wonder if that has anything to do with the damned Twilight themes this season, <laughs> and that they they did not stray away from Twilight this season at all. No. The um well, because Nandor kept looking for love. And it was just kind of that thing of the one that was always there and has always been there for however long, 14 years, I think Guillermo said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's oh, he's the one that's always been there. They have the intimacy. They have the closeness. They have all of that. And then Nandor is going out getting laid wherever he fucking can. It's true. And Guillermo's just like, okay. I'm here for it, I guess, because mm-hmm. he's eventually going to turn me into a vampire, even though eventually Nandor says, I'm not turning you into a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just not going to do I think it's a curse because at one point Nandor's like, I'm going to leave. And Guillermo goes, if you're going to leave, just turn me into a vampire before you go. Yeah. And he was like, I can't do that to you. This is a curse. Mm-hmm. And I won't do that to you. I care about you too much. Yeah. So it was really interesting to see the way they had that that whole relationship expand. Um, and then the fact that I think canonically Guillermo has always been a gay character, just very. And they made that clear in Atlantic City when <laughs> they're sitting at the table and they're talking at the dinner table and they're all talking to each other. And Nandor says, well, we need to treat him, you know, like an adult. We need to talk to him and. And the conversations they have about Guillermo walking into a room trying to tell him about a problem. Colin says, is it your pee-pee? And <laughs> Can we stop Nodges, talking about my pee-pee? Yeah, Nodges, Nodges like, is this something to do with this? not my pee-pee? <laughs> stop talking about my pee-pee. <laughs> Laszlo, why? You've never been so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so... And they're at the dinner table, and they're like asking, and, and and Laszlo is like actually interested. He's like, "So who are you?" Uh, they're like, "Are you seeing anyone?" And Guillermo's like, "That's complicated." And they're like, "Oh, really? What is it?" And Guillermo's like, "Well, actually, I'm." And then they cut away from it. Yep. They cut away from him getting ready to say out loud that he's gay. And I, I really like. The the fact that they're kind of toying with this like messed up Twilight idea that they're playing with it. And I'm glad they didn't go much beyond that because I I I mean, they got I feel like they got their money's worth out of Twilight this season. <laughs> I don't need to do much more with the softball scene, you know, that they the baseball team scene yeah. that they turned into a kickball scene. Yeah. The exact same music. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's so uh, funny. It's so oh, funny geez. that they went where they went. With yeah. This. So, um, and then of course he's watching Twilight underneath the on a on a tablet underneath the stairs. Too. Yes. 
and it's very much Guillermo season, but they also like gave him a lot of identity out of outside of being the group's bitch. Yeah. They showed him a little bit of appreciation. They got him a little piece of paper that says, thank you, Guillermo. Good <laughs> thank you note written on it like a doily or something, like a paper yes. doily. <sighs> Try as they may, it's still the banter between them. I really like that they went where they went because it created it created new banter because I think the creator started to realize and see we can't keep telling the same joke. No. For every single season. If we do this one more season where Guillermo is the butt of every joke, it might begin to get old. Yeah. And they conquered that this season. See, I I never got the idea that Guillermo was gay. Mm-hmm. I got more of an impression that he was more asexual and that his relationships aren't necessarily driven by physical desire, but they're more driven by emotional connection. And so he's not trying to fuck anything because he has no impulse to fuck. He's just a guy that is connected to the things he cares about and doesn't need the sex to be part of it. He just needs the emotional connection. Sure. I mean, however it is. So I didn't, I mean, I didn't even pick up on him being gay. I just picked up on him being in these relationships that are romantic to him, but platonic to everyone else. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm off base. Could be. Interpretation is up to one's own. Pretty much. That's how I do. Yeah. That's how we do. Pretty how much. It's done. So. That is how it's done. That is how it's done. Now, I truly enjoyed The Watchers. <laughs> yeah, me too. They always they always delve into this with like the troll last season. Um, Topher is a zombie at the beginning of the season, of yeah. season two. And then this season, they them delving more into like the creatures, the Watchers being one of them. Yes. They're just gossipy bitches on top of the clock tower. <laughs> gargoyles. Yes. They are gargoyles. And they are the watchers of the city. They're just gossipy bitches. I know some <laughs> gossipy bitches. I wish this entire show is so quotable that I can't remember any quotes from the entire season. But I love when they when they involve these new creatures like that. They have the ancient one. Um, made that a reason to get the Baron out of the ground. Yes, the sire. <laughs> the sire. We can't kill the sire. We kill the sire. We kill us all. <laughs> And then they're discussing, <laughs> well, I killed the Baron, and the Baron created all these, so I think it's that's just a... And, uh, and then they go and they're check. Like, no, and the Baron's dead. The Baron's dead. The Baron Pause. is not dead. <laughs> and then they run out back. <laughs> Dig him up. And then the first, the, fir- uh, Bar- the first thing Baron does is hug Yermo coming out of the hole. It's so nice to be held again. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I'm controlling this with my mind <laughs> as he drives around a torso and an arm. Yes, and he says I'm controlling wheels. an RC car with his mind at the at the grocery store. <laughs> and they end up an odd couple, him and the sire. Yes, and the hellhound. Oh, the hellhound. The hellhound. But no, um, I. it was really funny to me that he came back and he wasn't, like, threatening. He did not. He wasn't, you know, he was too drunk to remember clearly that Guillermo accidentally killed him. <laughs> and I did thoroughly enjoy that that whole aspect of the way they, they handled that. Yeah. That 
that relationship where they continue to let him be like half a man who's just clearly not in it because he says, I'm controlling this RC with my mind. And the guide is in the background, like driving it. She <laughs> has the remote and he's clearly like just a little um, <laughs> disconnected. What's more is on their way into the store and they strap him to the back of the hellhound. <laughs> and he's walking around things i just w- didn't think i would see that's what's so good about this show is things you would never think you would see well it's half of the baron strapped to the back of a golden retriever who's actually a hellhound <laughs> and then yes i would love to see a spinoff of the three of them living in that house oh yeah at the end um and the way they kind of set them up to still be characters but not be around the whole time which was taking the ancient one and the baron and the hellhound and letting them live in just like a random rented house yeah, and renting it out as an Airbnb. That's how they get their meals. Yep. <laughs> and so the sire takes the baron, puts him on a coat rack, <laughs> like a hanging like coat rack stand, puts a robe over him and they open the door. <laughs> and they're walking around outside and they're like, it's really nice, but the hellhound hates squirrels. <laughs> He's barking at the tree and he lights the tree on fire. <laughs> it's 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 kind of flawless. Also, the fact that the hellhound sounded so ferocious, but then he comes out of the cage. Yeah. And he's playing around. I hilarious. just it's yeah. No, the Baron was kind of a victory um, this season. The, the auxiliary vampires in general. Oh, this yeah. season, I thought um, just because, well, I think the most important one to address is clearly Donald Logue. <laughs> I love Donald Logue. I do too. Just he's everywhere. Everywhere, everything he's in, he turns it to gold. It's, yes, he's amazing. And of course, the way they did it in this season, where he shows up, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. So he's showing up as the vampire from Blade. No, <laughs> he shows up because he says being a vampire in Blade was fun. So I had them turn me into an actual vampire. Yes. I am Donald. Like, I got really into the culture yes. when I was <laughs> when I was in Blade. <laughs> uh, and then uh, David Cross. Oh, David Cross as Dominicus the Dreadful. I knew he had to be there. Oh. I knew he had to be there. Scott Bakula as himself. Because yes. they they Scott Bakula was a vampire in something else, and they they like um, Nadja is like skyping him, and he's like, "What do you, what do you want?" And she's like, "Aren't you a vampire?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's his last name." He's like, "No no no, Bakula. I'm not Dr- I'm not Dracula." <laughs> she's like, "Oh sorry," and he's like, "Yeah, can you guys stop calling me?" <laughs> Because they're trying to collect vampire dues from it. <laughs> Very much so. Um, My favorite cameo, though, the whole season. Now, Donald Logue is like, don't get me wrong, amazing, especially in this role as himself. Yes. As a vampire, a fictionalized role of himself. My favorite was Aida Tarturo. Tarturo, yeah. She played uh, Jackie Janice. Janice. On The Sopranos. And I thought that was a cool-ass cameo because she's lost a lot of weight and she's a lot older now. She played Gail. Yes. Nandor's old flame that didn't work. Uh-oh. That's a pizza pie. Rich. Rich, I want the pizza pie. I'm going to try a pizza pie. And no one can stop me. I had to make the pizza pie joke because the Baron and his pizza pie. You remember when he gets drunk and he's like, I'm going to try a pizza pie. 
Yes. <clears throat> and then he barfs himself all over the place. <laughs> that's probably, I think that's the best episode, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't been able to stop that one, but that's okay because this season's still, I mean, it's still good and it's still funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's still, it's still wonderful. Um, should we address the Colin Robinson in the room and, and maybe talk about, first of all, he was funny all the way through, but never really had a poignant storyline until the siren, I feel like. Yeah. Um, he was really sitting in the backseat for a lot of it. And granted, I think there's only like one episode or two per season that he's usually front and center. Yeah. In fact, one of my favorite episodes is his season two episode mm-hmm. where he is getting super powerful yes. and his hair starts growing yes. back and everything. That's the one where I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. That one was nuts when he feeds on the negativity. Yes. Oh, man. I need to go back and watch season two already. <laughs> just thinking about it just makes me happy. And he's just like... So I've been feeding a lot recently. And his hair is just massive. He's got like this lion's mane of hair. It's yeah. Like, okay, it makes no sense. But hilarious. it's also hilarious. Yes. <clears throat> Which is funny because even ta- every time when the season breaks, I always forget about Colin Robinson. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back into the show, I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. There's Colin Robinson. Yes, who is literally the best. Um, then he had this whole season where I thought he acted like a curmudgeonly old man. Yes. Like I really thought that throughout the season, there was a lot of times where like he would just tell them to fuck off and fuck you. And then when Nandor leaves for the, for the, um, the cult, the wellness center, the wellness center cult where they pull their fangs out and don't feed. They don't need to feed. I don't know how they survive without eating. That's baffy. That's daffy to me and baffling. Did I just make a new word? Baffy? I think so. Okay. That's just baffy to me. And is, they go and they, um, Colin takes over his room and farts all over everything. <laughs> and it makes me wonder if that was a symptom of his, uh, if he was like actively dying. Well, he was saying that he, that energy vampires only have the gastrointestinal system mm-hmm. to mark territory. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe, I mean, there is that. Maybe it's also the gastrointestinal is the main thing that they have to use at all, period, for anything. Right. Hence the reason it was freaking out right before he died. Right. Yeah. When he was like, I have an upset tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go lay down. You guys, <laughs> you guys do whatever. Oh, it's man. reason enough to pull Nandor out of the bag. He's like, you're going to want to see Colin Robinson. <laughs> Nandor cannot get into his eternal slumber at all. Yes. I'm going to do a super slumber. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> because the elite vampiric council is going to come inside and look, uh, at your dick. look at your dick and hold it and play with. Thank you, David Cross. <laughs> and uh, every time they try to leave, Donald Logue is at the bottom. And he's like asking all the theoretical questions every time they try to leave. And and they're like, OK, well, if it's not the length, maybe it's the girth. And he's like, OK, well, no. Well, he's also limp. There's nothing we can do about that. They try to leave Donald Logue. He's like, oh, I mean, maybe it's but if you pulled on it and it was extended. <laughs> like. <laughs> They're just playing with his dick because they think he's dead. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Guest stars are awesome. The Watchers is what we were talking about before the pizza pie break. But I Yes, um, the but, Watchers. Uh, not to go back. The gossipy bitches. We don't, we don't need to do that. They were funny. No. Um, 
And then Colin Robinson just removes himself. And then they're like, and Nadja's like, what is wrong with you? Why are you giving him, you know, yeah, it's his 100th birthday. Why are you giving him so much attention? He's like, oh, because he's, uh, because he's dying. And then that, like, did that, like, hit you? And then it cuts to him reading the book and ripping a page out. And Colin Robinson, it, like, several episodes previously being, like, looking at him weird. And Les is like, fuck off. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He's just, fuck off. <laughs> I've been using my time accordingly as I please. Fuck off. Yes. And we think he's ripping pages out of books because they're, like, porn. Right. But he actually ripped out a page that said energy vampires literally die as soon as they turn 100 years old. Yep. But it seems like they're reborn. Yeah, ultimately. But like, what was the what was your reaction to like his death? Because I was pretty like I wasn't crying upset, but I was like it shook me a little bit. I I didn't see that coming at all. That was such a successful twist in my mind. Well, when they when Laszlo said that he was dying, I was like, no, he's not. He's going to be like in a cocoon state or something. Or a ghost. Something is going to shift with him. Yeah. So I'll tell you what did throw me was when Nandor walks in and is like, come on, Colin Robinson, get up, get up, and then smashes his head. Uh I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's when you're like, because that's what they, that's usually a a writer, a showrunner's, you know, that's the film people's, the creative's way of basically telling us, we're not joking. Yeah. Like, you know, how do they do that? Well, they'll remove the head. They'll incinerate the body. They will fucking destroy everything. And by having Nandor accidentally crush in Colin's face <laughs> and held up his hand, it's goo, and he goes, oops. <laughs> like, that's when it became incredibly real. We're right. Like, Colin's dead. That was the point where I was like, oh, shit. There's no walking that one back. No. So they had us legitimately convinced for about a week that he was gone. Right. Which I knew he would come back in some capacity, too. I thought he would come back in some capacity. I wasn't holding my breath, but, you know, and everyone's everyone's thought was like, you know, what's more annoying is like, you know, than a, a, an annoying vampire, an annoying ghost. Yeah. And imagine I could because I could totally see Colin co- coming back as a ghost and being like, yeah, the uh, went to heaven wasn't for me. Everyone's happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that would have worked, but they took a different direction, which was a insane one. Not what I would have picked. <laughs> um, not that I'm unhappy well, with the decision in any way. Not what I would have picked, and but it, it's well, clever for that reason. What saps more energy than an awkward, irritating coworker? I thought about this too. A toddler. A toddler. A baby. And they made that real clear when the post-credit scene <laughs> was Colin popping out of a. Little crib and screaming at the top of his lungs. Holy moly, was that? <laughs> what a statement to make. Yes. Now, I was not expecting how this season ended. Yeah. And what I like about that crying scene before we get off of it is that it wasn't when he pops out and he's screaming. It's not like an upset toddler screaming. He looks like he's screaming because he's enjoying driving people nuts screaming. Yes. <laughs> that is that shot. Yes. I was like, wow, they did it. They made they made Colin worse. <laughs> they made Colin the ultimate energy suck. Because it's not just a toddler, it's a toddler Colin. Yes. It's Holy going shit. to suck all the energy. 
all, all the energy. All of the energy. Which makes me wonder to what extent they'll, you know, have him behave in the next season. But we can talk about that after we summarize the whole episode. Yeah, what you were talking about, you didn't expect the way things were going to go in this last episode. Right. So, I knew that Nandor was going to fuck off. He's been playing at fucking off all season. True. Now, I, I truly enjoyed that he knows all every word to one week by bare naked ladies in an attempt yeah, to be human. Yeah. That was spectacular. Yes. But it was beat out by the fight with Guillermo. Yes, it was. Oh. Which, honestly, it came to that boiling point, and that made it a really good finale. Yeah. Because at that point, at that point, Nandor sees him as an equal mm-hmm. and truly cares about him. Yes. And wants him with him and everything, and then, boom. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> it's not um, happening. That's the funniest thing. Nandor says, I will take you to this place that, like, totally means everything to me, and I will make you a vampire there. Yep. <laughs> and it was a little weird to me that it, like, happened that way. I I don't know that I believed Nandor entirely. No. But Nandor also was willing to, like, and, and Guillermo's like, will you take my suitcase for me? And Nandor's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's like, uh, yo, it's a new relationship now. Yeah. Like, you guys, like, you have to understand what this is. But, um... I don't know, Nan, like, and then Guillermo, like, lowered his cross, and he's like, you're only saying that because I beat you, and you're afraid of me. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I guess it's hard to decipher Nandor's feelings and reasonings, but um, that's things we can figure out in next seasons. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, they beat the shit out of each other. Um, Guillermo gets trapped in Laszlo's coffin. Yeah, because Laszlo, it's funny because that whole, the whole beginning of the episode, Guillermo's just doing his best to make sure that no, like nobody, they don't all just fucking up and leave, which is very metaphorical in my mind because that Colin Robinson dies and then everyone's ready to go. Like they're ready to go. It's almost as if he was the glue. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone just wants to disperse. Yeah. And then, but he was clearly enough to keep Laszlo as soon as Laszlo discovered Colin, you know, has been reborn, cocooned, um, and came out. Now, Laszlo lets Nadja go because of how much he loves her, but he stays because he knows he, Colin Robinson is going to need raising. Right. Well, I was not expecting that when Laszlo came back from downstairs. Mm-mm. When Lazlo came back from downstairs and he had this look on his face, I I knew something happened with Colin Robinson. Yeah. Like we all did. Colin Robinson was back in some capacity, but when Guillermo was loading all the food and water into Lazlo's crate, I was like, "Oh shit, Lazlo's going to smuggle Colin Robinson into his crate with him and feed him on the way to England." I did not expect him to flip Guillermo in there and be like, take care of my wife. Yep. Bye. Yep. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So that kind of, that was the bit that surprised me. Yeah. And the way he got Guillermo and he's like, yes. Uh, he's like, what's all this Pedialyte for? He literally gave him Pedialyte to survive. <laughs> so shitty. Pedialyte and Oreos. And Oreos. Yep. Pedialyte and Oreos. I'm surprised it like, wasn't warm raw chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Well, it's so funny because Laszlo is like the one who gives the least shits, but is probably the most intelligent. Yeah. If you had to boil it down. Nadja, not so intelligent. Nandor, I think the dumbest out of all of them, ultimately. Well, but, 
Laszlo is the only one who has spent time with regular humans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. out of all of them and doesn't just see them as prey. He right. sees them as... He does see them as people. Intelligent creatures. Yeah. You know, not it, it, nearly <laughs> as on par with vampires. And he had but. to be good at it when he went on a hiatus and left town and became yeah. Jackie Daytona. Exactly. Yeah. That, yep. So he understands more about what humans eat, what humans drink, how frequently, when they need to sleep, all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he was Jackie Daytona. Right? And here's the deal. He might have been on to Guillermo breaking in and out of his cage. He might have been on to Guillermo because he knew Guillermo couldn't survive on warm, raw chicken. But is this a plot hole or is it in character? Because Laszlo doesn't give a shit. Oh, it's definitely in character. <laughs> it's definitely in character. It's not he a plot hole a at all. It is, he doesn't care. This he, is all thought out. He doesn't give a shit about any of it. He's just... Doing what Laszlo does. He's just the master of not giving a fuck. And I adore him for it. All he does is sit around and beat off. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. He is what every human would become if they were to become a vampire. <laughs> sit around and beat off. Sit around, oh beat God. off, feed oh occasionally. My God. Feed occasionally. Bat. Not wrong. <laughs> Bat. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, basically. So, um, <laughs> sit around, cultivate porn, and turn into a bat and fly around. That's true. But then he—he's your spirit vampire. He totally is my spirit he really vampire. Is. He is. So, yeah, everyone went off in these random directions, and they left it really open because, of course, Guillermo's going to be on the precipice of becoming a vampire when, um, when he's about to leave, and you know, and uh, of course, Laszlo's going to send him to England. Force him to go to England. Guillermo must have been so upset. Yep. I I can I can only imagine what's going to happen when he pops out of the coffin in London, you know, or how quickly they're going to reunite, or what's going to happen, or if there's going to be a time jump. I mean, where do you think we're going to go? I think there's going to be a six month time jump. Yeah, you're right. There will be a time jump. There's definitely going to be a six month time jump. There always is with these mockumentary style. Hmm shows mm-hmm. because they're just there can't be a gap mm-hmm. or there has to be a gap because it can't be yeah there has to be some kind of progression because you know like yeah they could pop out and be angry and Naja could settle in but there's no really interesting story there we saw what was happening and where the characters were going in the last episode so I mean Nandor hopefully will have gotten over him his issue but like you know if they all come back to the mansion and Colin Robinson is a child and Laszlo is now in a fatherly position. They're, I think they're going to come back. Nadja is going to be salty. I well, think they're going to come back. Nadja is going to be... Remarried? Subservient to Guillermo because something happened in England that neither of them are willing to talk about. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one, yeah. So... They're going to come back. Laszlo's going to look at not at how Naja's treating Guillermo and be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. She's going to look at him with a three-year-old-sized Colin Robinson and go, what the fuck? Yeah. Nandor's going to come back as just your traditional vampire because he's done his eat, pray, love thing. Yeah, potentially. And has returned. But I've got I've got one more thing to add to that. What's that? He thinks his familiar abandoned him. 
Ah, yes. What else is he coming back with? A new familiar. A new familiar. <laughs> Clearly. So there's gonna be this. There's gonna be this <laughs> weird unspoken tension between Naja and Guillermo. There's gonna be this weird unspoken tension between the new, familiar, and... the new familiar and the bodyguard familiar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's gonna be like, "What the hell?" And and Nando's gonna be like, "You abandoned me. I don't know you anything." <laughs> yep. Oh my god. This is ridiculous. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is clearly what's gonna happen. Nandor coming back with another familiar, and then they're gonna be at odds. It's going to be a familiar triangle, like a love triangle. Not just that; it's going to be a familiar that is so similar to Guillermo as to almost be <laughs> indistinguishable from him. Oh, is this a single episode? Is this a premiere arc thing, or is it multiple episode arc? I think it's going to be a multiple episode arc. Yeah. I think there's going to be the three plot lines. There's going to be raising Colin Robinson, the weird unspoken thing, Mm -hmm. and then the familiar triangle. Yes. Those are going to be the three arcs that we're going to be following throughout the season, as well as the shenanigans. Naturally. That have come up. Because it's all hilarious. (sighs) Including probably a new vampiric council and dealing with them. Yeah, probably more vampire cameos. I don't know who else could be a vampire. You know what I mean? Like, who else is it? Probably underworld vampires. That would be the coolest thing. If they came back from London and Nadja is dressed like Selene from Underworld. (laughs) (laughs) And she's wearing leather. What if she's a dominatrix and Laszlo is like, oh my god. And Nadja is not interested anymore because she's mad at him and she feels betrayed. What if she's a dominatrix and she's just cock-teasing him the whole season? Imagine he would be losing his fucking mind. He's like bouncing Colin on a hip while he's in the fucking interview. And he's like, I've never been so hard for so long. (laughs) (laughs) It started when she got back and that was two months ago. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. Did we just write season four? (laughs) I think we kind of just, it's it's okay. FX. I know you wrote the scripts, but we have it handled. Don't worry. We have it. We who are we kidding? Call they're us. midway through. They're midway through pre-production on season yeah. four as we speak. Yeah, they are. These season five scripts are in the books right Probably. now. They're looking yeah. at season six. Well, it now. only got renewed for season four. I thought. How far? How? F- oh no! Google.com slash how far? How far has what we do in the shadows been? renewed let's see um it's season four yeah it's slated to debut in 2022 yeah that's that's about it it's season four so i guess they didn't feel comfortable enough with it to give it a seasons five and six immediately but i mean i would be happy i don't want to stretch them past the point that it's not funny anymore right or the show sucks i want them to be comfortable with it. i just hope they get to tell the story they tell because I don't know. I hope it's at least six seasons. Well, and that's what I'm saying. They've they've got the scripts for season five yeah. written. Yeah. And once they get, once those get renewed, season six yeah. is going to be in in for scripting. In motion. I'm down. I mean, that would be really nice. I'm I'm you know looking forward to it. I'm sure there's only so long they can draw out Guillermo not becoming a vampire because I think he ha- he eventually is going to become just is i don't think he's ever going to become a vampire no i think he's going to be 
driven to eventually kill them all. That's kind of hilarious. Um, I think actually like in, in they're like giving all these like subtle twilight nods and stuff. I think that Guillermo will be dying and Nandor will make him a vampire then. Only when Guillermo is dying from something. I think they're all too scared of him to give him that level of power. He's already he's already more than capable of slaughtering them all. Yes. But by keeping that by keeping him under their heel, mm-hmm. they're just kind of minimizing his confidence enough to the point where they can survive. That's true cuz if they give him what he wants, there's he's unstoppable. There's nothing stopping him from murdering. The, the yeah. only thing that's keeping them alive is the fact that he wants to be a vampire and they won't do it. Yeah. So if they they all realize if they were to ever turn him into a vampire, they're all gone. Yeah, or at least they're under his foot. Exactly. You know, so. Unless they're willing to accept him as their leader mm-hmm. and the alpha vampire, if you will, mm-hmm. he'll never become one. It's just such good writing because now we get to look at it and it's like. They've, I did just, they created a familiar who is, you know, yeah, the familiar is also a natural born and bred vampire killer, which is interesting, but then multiple reasons not to, they're like a legitimate reason other than laziness and shittiness to not make him a vampire. Yes. After he's been a vampire, a familiar for 14 years. The the minute they revealed his heritage was Von Helsing, I was like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. This this uh, this is gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. This is the only way they could have done this, and it's gonna get messy. Yes. Um, the amount of vampires they have. There's still the cat vampire in season two. That was also a thing. Do you remember the cat vampire's name in season two? I don't. He was at a party, and then the party t- like starts to go wrong, and and then it turns out that it was the one that the familiar threw to brag that she was a vampire now, but it turned out she had fake fangs. And she wasn't. And they came back and slaughtered all the familiars. The cat vampire in season two. Nope, nothing. Nope, it's not giving us anything. Lots of the strain. Lots of the vampire diaries. Lots of vampire the masquerade. Whatever that is. That's weird. Cat vampire in season two. What we do in the shadows. Is it going to give us then? No. Benji. Is it Benji the cat? No. Benji's the old man. That was the the side. Anyways, I like seeing the variable vampires a lot. Yeah. As as they go through, there's the cat vampire. There's all these characters that are vampires. The celebrity vampires. But, like, I have a feeling, like, the main cast is going to get some kind of additional character. I don't think the familiar would be it. But I could see a love interest for Nandor being it because maybe Guillermo becomes a vampire, but they will run their natural course. Yeah. Is there an appeal there if they're not? You know what I mean? Vampires? If if Guillermo doesn't have anything to tie him to that? I don't know. It would be very Twilight of them. Again, I don't know if I made this point earlier. It would be very Twilight of them if Nandor made Guillermo a vampire when he was dying because that's what happens in Twilight. It would right. be like a very subtle thing to slide in there. It should right. be nice for Guillermo since that's his fantasy and stuff. And we just we just all want Guillermo to get whatever he wants. Right. 
because he's the best. Yeah. It's easy enough. Well, and that's why he was made a familiar instead of just prey because they, he was so adorable. They saw him as a pet. True. They call him Gizmo. Yes. Instead of his actual name. Um, I'm going to look through the episodes and make sure we like covered most everything here because, I mean, you know, we talked about Gale, which was funny. Gale's been running around. The on cloak of years. duplication. Yes. <laughs> that one was pretty good. Didn't Are you the one who told me that like the actor Fernandor actually did all the voices and all the acting as the characters he was playing? So when he put on the cloak and became Laszlo, he voice acted Laszlo all the way up to Nadja. That was not me. Apparently, that's what he did. Someone said they saw an interview. I don't know how real that is. Maybe we should go looking for it after this to confirm, but it's just a rumor I heard. Yeah. Apparently, he's that good. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me either. Oh, and they were building Lazo's old jalopy car, confiscated. (laughs) When they built the car on the inside, they took it completely apart to take it out to drive it through a wall and like and then they go back to where the car originally was and the guy just like opens a garage door and it cracks <laughs> open right there. She's like, You really? And then Colin catches fire and he's like, Yeah, just kidding. I'm fine. Did nothing to him. It's good stuff. Oh, the Yeah, the God. Chamber of Judgment. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite jokes. I really like that up okay. How did we fucking miss the Chamber of Judgment? I don't even remember this one. May I approach the bitch? <laughs> that one. So, like, they go to court for his friend. Um, They get invited over for, like, uh, guys' night. Laszlo and uh, Colin. Laszlo right. brings Colin. Colin was not invited. And uh, his neighbor, uh, who's his neighbor guy? What's the guy's name? Uh, uh, invited Derek? to a boys' night. It was Sean. 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 And Sean bought a ton of man pillows. And they're like standing like Laszlo and Sean are standing out on the deck talking about it and like leaning into each other. And then and then like and Sean's like, you like my best friend. Laszlo's like, OK. And then he leans in for the fucking kiss. And then Sean's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Laszlo's like, oh, whoops. And he like mesmerizes him. And he's yeah. like, you will recount none of this time that you came on to me. <laughs> <laughs> And then they end up going to court to try and get Sean out of it and then get him not sued. And he wears and he's like, oh, yeah, I was a I was a lawyer back in the day. (laughs) And then he gets in and there's a woman, a female judge up on the bench. He says, but I approach the bitch. Yes. (laughs) That made me laugh almost as hard as him swallowing a harmonica. Oh, the fucking harmonica. When the. When the old one, when the ancient one knocks him down in the yes. in the grocery store, that's everything about that is just ridiculous. I feel like we can't cover everything, yep. but we can cover everything. That was the escape, yeah. And then the siren where Colin goes, where Colin and Laszlo are on a boat. Yes, yes. Um. So I mean, we talked about the themes. That's yeah. really that's really about it. I mean, there's a there's a large theme about like what these characters kind of mean to each other, in a weird way. And it like I think that what we saw is that they mean a lot to each other, in different ways. And that like Nadja and Nandor might have fought all the time, but they were really more of a brother and sister where they do care about each other. And Nadja was sad to see Nandor try and take his slumber. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They are very much brother and sister characters. Yes. Um, that relationship dynamic, the mm-hmm. Laszlo and Colin relationship Absolutely. dynamic. Absolutely, yeah. The Guillermo and Nandor dynamic. Mm-hmm. Nandor and his love life dynamic. There's just uh-huh. It was exploring all mm-hmm. that stuff. We kind of saw, we saw a soft side of everyone. Yeah. That's kind of largely it. Yep. We saw, before before he sent her away, we saw how much Lazlo loves Nadja. Yeah. We saw how in love with Nadja he was enough that he knew that she would not go without him, but he knew he had to stay for Colin Robinson. Yeah. After, after taking the time to become friends with Colin Robinson, which this is the next big thing, is that, like, I strongly feel that, that, he stayed laszlo stayed because he made friends with colin robinson and came to actually taking the time with colin robinson to be friends because he felt bad colin robinson was going to die he actually became friends with him and that's what compelled him to stay after colin robinson came out of his cocoon yeah is because he was now friends with this man yeah but he still loves nodge and he wants nodge to go be the pinnacle of power in london yep so he let her go Yep, even though he's above all that classist bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the it's, whole reason he vowed never to go back to England, and the main reason he wanted mm-hmm. he came to America and stayed, mm-hmm. was because of the classist bullshit yes. that he encountered. So in this season, it's really funny. I mean, the season was funny, but we got to see the depth of these characters in the way that we saw all the shit Guillermo's willing to put up with all of them, but especially Nandor. Yeah. We saw what they were, what, you know, we saw that if Guillermo was was ready to throw down with, with Nandor, that Nandor was willing to turn him into a vampire and take him with him. We saw um, Nadja come into success and be, you know, like not ready to leave Laszlo yeah. if she didn't have to. And uh, Colin Robinson, he just, he just laid low until he died and shocked all of us. That was I thought that was very effective writing because no one saw that shit coming. Oh, absolutely. I was so heavy after the episode ended. Yeah. I remember just sitting on the couch just like staring at the credits and I'm like, oh, man, this is not this is. Did that just happen? <laughs> yeah. That really just happened. It did happen. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. Dead energy vampire can only drain so much, I guess. It's true. Yeah. But there's only so much talking we can do about yes. a 10-episode uh, a short comedy season. Yes. And I think we've talked about most of everything we can about it. I think so. Okay. I think we've covered all of it. All of the bases. The bases have been covered. That was uh, what we do in the Shadow Season 3 spoiler cast, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. And uh, we just ate a pizza pie. Pizza pie. <laughs>